You are listening to What is the Event Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. Welcome back to What is the Event Podcast. It is Monday, April the 25th. I hope you had a good holiday weekend. I know I did. I had an extra day off of work, which is always nice. And, uh, yes, it was. Anyway, we are back here with another new episode of What is the Event Podcast, following another new episode of the event with just a few episodes remaining for this season, which hopefully will not be the last. Um, <laughs> I know there's a few things we talked about last week as far as some Twitter accounts and some web pages out there trying to help. Um, the fans mobilized to save the event, and so if you're out there doing that, kudos, my friends. Anyway, we're going to jump into a little bit of event news, and then we will have our revent cap for tonight's new episode called Strain. Oh yeah, one more thing. That uh, new little intro uh, was something I kind of threw together this weekend as uh, I had some extra time. As I mentioned on one of my other podcasts, I have purchased an iPad 2 a while back when they first came out. And uh, finally got around to purchasing the GarageBand app for the iPad 2. And it's pretty fun. Like, I definitely don't know everything about it because I've never had GarageBand on my home computer or, or my laptop or whatever. So it's kind of fun to play with and to, you know, just see what it can do. And so that was something I threw together as far as the beat in the back, like the drum beat and the little kind of piano part. Just kind of really, you know, hard to hear. And then uh, the other two little pieces, like the bass line and the guitar riff, were just like generic little loops I already had in there. It's like, wow, that's really cool. And so, anyway, that was just something I kind of messed around with and thought, hey, let's mix it up here near the end of the episode, especially since, as a side note, I really haven't seen anything about the numbers lately at all. <laughs> I kind of feel like they've dropped that idea a little bit, just trying to move the story forward a little better. Yeah, because there for a while it seemed like those numbers were popping up a lot, and it seemed like they were important, but I'm not really sure they are. So let's move forward into our event news. From the What is the Event podcast studios, it's the event news with Jimmy in Georgia. All right, time for a little bit of event news. Um, one little thing I want to mention. Real quick was the fact that over at the Truth Seeker 5314, there was a little post called Night Watch. There's a little video of the crate filled with the body being delivered to the boat there that we saw near the beginning of the episode. And they have a couple little jokes and stuff about that. This thing is kind of interesting because it, it kind of starts off saying that the Truth Seeker is not a strictly American phenomenon and that uh, people in former Soviet republics are... Um, part of the, the network, so to speak. That's kind of interesting. You can check that out at the True Seeker 5314. Still nothing going on over at the event is coming .com. And as I mentioned last week, there are definitely some, some sites out there like savetheevent.blogspot.com you can check out to help try to, to save the event. I've heard some speak of uh, possibly sp- sending in some Splenda packets to NBC to try to save the show since the sweetener thing last week. Check that out. All right, let's get into the revent cap. The revent cap, the cap, the portion of portion of the show where we recap recap the event. Normal previously on the event, we are in Murmansk, Russia, and we see the sleepers 
the uh, alien people um, bribing their way to get through to a dock and a boat, which they unload the body we saw raised from the frozen ground last week into this boat. Um, they start to open the container that it's in. The guy in the bio-containment suit comes in tells everyone else to leave. He finishes opening the box, unwrapping the frozen body. Sounds like he breaks the right arm of this person before he starts cutting off some of the old clothes that is still you know, intact. He cuts through the the body's abdomen, revealing the rib cage, and you know, we're waiting for the bad thing to happen. But we cut over, and we see the scene from last week where the vice president put the sure sweet, the fake Splenda, in poisonous next to the president's coffee. The president comes in, the meeting starts. Sterling's still investigating the sleeper who committed suicide last week that we talked about. And then that he does explain that the ice core samples has led them um, to to Siberia. And so the president wants to find out what connects Sophia there. Basically, it's going to take 24 to 48 hours. But as the president starts sipping his coffee, we kind of go back and forth between he and the vice president kind of waiting for this to happen. And um, we see a few signs that something's going on. His feet start shaking. Um, they start actually talking about unemployment and some other political things besides the aliens, which is interesting because they really haven't done much of that. And then he starts speaking some nonsense, a couple sentences. He grabs his head, looks at the vice president, and then falls to the ground grasping for air as all his cabinet members and such gather around. And we cut to the event. All right, the president is being rushed to the hospital, and they're you know shouting all sorts of medical terms. And uh, the, the uh, doctor there is trying to get him to respond. He's asking him what his name is. He's asking him to squeeze his hand, that type of thing. We cut over. We see that Peel is trying to keep things running smoothly. The doctor comes out and tells him that the president has bleeding in his brain, that he's had a stroke, and that it's an improbable case, but that is what's going on, even though he had you know, just been um, told he was in good health and having a physical around a month ago. And um, the president is able to speak when Sterling walks in to go see him. He asks about his wife and wants to know what the doctor said. Um, he also says he can't hardly see, but he knows that Sterling is lying about his condition. And he says no matter what... They cannot let Jarvis ascend to the presidency because he knew that he is involved in this somehow. He doesn't know how, but he looked at him in the eyes and saw that he was involved in what happened to him. And then we see Jarvis talking with Christina as she's coming down the hallway. And Jarvis says that Eli is the strongest, most willful man that he's known. And if he wants to live, you know, he'll live kind of thing. And he even says that he's a hero to him. We then see Jarvis going to the bathroom and throw up. Sterling comes by, we're thinking maybe he'll confront him, but he doesn't. He he walks on by, but he does look at him kind of strangely with that way Sterling looks at people. And then Peel and Sterling have a conversation outside. Peel is talking about the 25th Amendment, that if the president is incapacitated, that the vice president has to be instated to keep continuity in the government. But um, Sterling does tell him that Jarvis may be responsible for what's happened. The president thinks so. He also tells Peel that, that this isn't the first time Jarvis has tried to take his life, that he was involved in the incident at Coral Gables. Peel says they need proof. Sterling said he can get it. He just needs time. We cut over. We see Sophia watching the news, and as it reports about the president being in the Bethesda hospital, um, her little agent comes in and tells her that Aaron has reported they've recovered the weapon, and this guy wants to know how they're going to deliver it on the scale that they need it. Sophia says that once Jarvis is in power, he'll help them. He just doesn't know it yet. All right, we see Leela's conversation from last week again, and back to Michael grabs her after she's done, and uh, says she doesn't want Michael's protection. Michael is Michael learns that Leela told Sean everything that she knew about Siberia and what they're looking for and all this kind of good stuff. Then the guard whom she knocked down and stole the cell phone runs up, 
and tells them that you know Sophia has to be has to be notified about what's going on. And after a little while, Michael says he's right. They start walking down the street. It's daybreak now, and after just a little while of them walking, uh, Michael knocks a guy into this car, breaks his neck, and asks Leela to help him. You know, grab the feet to cover this up. We see Sean and Vicky on a train in France, assumingly heading towards Eastern Europe. We don't know for sure, I guess, which way they're headed. Sean, you know, is trying to convince Vicky to help him in his next leg of the task here to try to stop uh, Sophia's people from getting this weapon. And Vicky basically just says, non-terrestrials and weapons of mass destruction, count me in. Uh, Sean has been searching like passport databases and things, trying to figure find this lady, Irina Bognov, but he finds out that it's actually a, a ship that is docked at the port of Smermans. And so that's where we're at. There we cut back over to the ship, and we see that the, the guy in the biohazard suit is still in there with the body. He be He says that it's in great condition, considering that it's been in the permafrost for nearly 93 years. He begins to cut into the ribs to reveal the, the organs. We go outside and see that one of the workers on the boat is basically saying they want more money. But the sleeper guy just says, if you don't like your job, quit. You're not getting any more money. <laughs> the guy, presumably a doctor, is inside. He's looking at the lungs. He said they're magnificent. They should have good results. He sees that the bronchi um, are filled with some sort of mucus or some kind of liquid. He gets some of it on a Petri dish, but then he drops it and somehow cuts himself. And so he rushes to the door. He's banging on it, asking and pleading to get out. Um, at first, the man outside will not let him out of sight. But as he keeps begging, just before the commercial break, we see the door handle beginning to turn. The president is unconscious as he is there, and his wife and the doctor are talking about his condition and his his pressure that is built up in his brain that's basically they're trying to treat. And otherwise, if this ICP doesn't come down, He'll basically go into a coma and eventually die, apparently. And the doctor says that she needs to prepare herself to discuss his wishes, but she doesn't want to hear that. She just goes in there and talks to Eli and, and basically cries over him a little. We see Sterling and Peel talking about Jarvis and what they need to do. Sterling has pulled the surveillance tapes, and they were able to see him before the meeting and you know, his suspicious activity near the table. You know, They see him like reach into his, his pocket, and they kind of come up with the idea that he might have... You know, done something there, but they don't really have any you know, hard proof there. Jarvis comes in telling them that he wants to enact Section 4 of the 25th Amendment, that he wants to take control of the presidency um, and to keep the continuity of this great democracy. Peel says they'll have to wait a few hours for the Secretary of State to return. She had to cut her trip short. And so Peel bought them a couple hours to try to find some evidence on Jarvis to convince the cabinet not to put him into power. Jarvis Tells the secretary he doesn't want to be disturbed after several world leaders are trying to get in touch with him. He gets a phone call from Sophia and wants to know why she he's not the president yet. Yeah, why isn't why haven't they enacted you know the twenty fifth amendment yet? And you know Jarvis says you know if this stuff had worked, the president would be dead. This wouldn't be a problem. We have to go through this whole process. But Sophia does tell him that he will soon lapse into a coma and die. And then we go back to see Sterling and Pia watching the video, and they see. It would appear to be the vice president grabbing the sweetener packet off of the table. And we cut back over and Sophia and he are talking and saying that the poison is metabolized quickly. There will be no trace of the poison in his autopsy. As long as he was able to remove the packet, there will be no proof. But then um, as he's realizing this, certainly Peel realized at the same moment that the coffee spilled on the ground. So they could possibly find the poison in that way. And so Jarvis says he thinks they have a problem. All right, we get back from commercial break, and Michael and Leela are dragging the dead body of 
Reese into the house, and Michael tells Leela to clean up the blood that's outside while he bags the body in some trash bags. Michael says that if she tries to make any attempts to the outside, they're both going to be dead, that she is one of them now, that she should never try to contact Sean again, etc. Anyway, Sophia's at the door while they're cleaning up. Leela puts down some bloody rags into a closet and lets Sophia in, tries to make some excuses for Michael being asleep. Finally, Sophia walks up to the stairs, kind of calling out for him. Michael comes out from the kitchen, says he can't sleep, and Sophia wants to talk outside, which is convenient. They walk outside, and Sophia asks about Reese and says that he's not answering his phone, and she wants Michael to track him down. We cut over, and already this fast, <laughs> like, oh, like almost instantaneously, Sean and Vicky have made it to Murmansk. Vicky is surveying the place with her binoculars and sees that it's heavily guarded, but she says there doesn't appear to be anyone in the water. She kind of distracts this one guy while Sean goes around the boat and chokes him down. They end up stealing his little raft. They kind of row over to the boat they're trying to get to. They climb on board, make their way around the boat with their guns drawn. They go inside like the control room, and it appears to be abandoned. They go down below deck, and Sean sees through this little portal that something has gone wrong inside. He sees the biohazard suits, you know, laying on the ground. He hands Vicky one. They suit up. They head inside, and they see these dead bodies who are kind of disfigured and have blood coming out of their head some way or another. And one of them even kind of jerks at Sean, kind of scares him a little bit. And they make their way on down a little further, and they get into the room where the doctor was doing an autopsy on this dead guy. And Vicky recognizes that this guy was a soldier. She says she couldn't really tell how old the uniform was, but he was, you know, in uniform. Sean notices that the guy's lungs are missing, and they hear a noise, and they realize they're not alone. All right, we see Sean and Vicky outside of the little containment area. They confront the worker we saw earlier. They wanted more money. Um, Sean definitely says he's lying. He says he didn't know what was going on. And finally, he said something to the fact that they were looking for the Spanish flu. And Sean tells Vicky. I guess she's not as up-to-date on these things as some people, that the Spanish flu killed 50 million people during World War I, um, which would explain this guy and his uniform. And this worker says that the courier named Alex is going to be on Flight 38 on Air Moscow taking this infected tissue to America. And we cut back over, we see Peel greeting cabinet members as they arrive. He tells drivers not everyone is there just yet. Sterling and Peel have a conversation about what little evidence they do have that the carpet sample with the coffee was contaminated by the cleaning agents. And so basically, Peel says, Sterling, you can't you can't present this evidence. You have to play along for right now because you don't have a smoking gun. You'll just feel like a fool and whatever. <laughs> so uh, they're going to have to wait. And so Peel goes in there and tells everyone in the cabinet that the president's condition is continuing to decline and that the cabinet has to have a majority vote to place the vice president into power. And as we go around, uh, all the people voting aye, um, Sophia shown briefly looking like she was looking at a map, and then as it you know goes through several people, it gets to Sterling. He slowly gives his eye, and then we cut over and we see Sterling going into a room, sitting down by himself, very upset. Looks like he's about to start crying. He looks over at a coffee pot, and he sees his reflection, and then he looks down and sees his shirt, which has the coffee stain on it, and it shows a flashback of the coffee being spilt on his hand uh, when the president collapsed. And then we go back over to the president in the hospital. His wife, Christina, is there with him. He goes into having a seizure, and doctors are rushing in. And it seems like it was just about to flatline uh, when we cut to the end of the episode, which was another another good one tonight. And definitely has been a strong second half of the season, even though the ratings really aren't there to, to reflect that. Uh, I do think it's interesting that 
it really looks more and more like the event is going to be a biological thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, that's definitely what we talked about last week. We talked about that a long time ago on the podcast as well. I know back in episode 12, I was mentioning some stuff about possibly a pandemic being the event. Um, you can check that out on the feed um, during this little theory section. And I'm sure, I know I mentioned Spanish flu last week, but I remember mentioning the Spanish flu before too. I'm just not exactly sure um, which episode that was. But anyway, I thought that was kind of cool that Sean mentioned that and that appears to be what they were actually looking for. But anyway, this was a great episode, and uh, looking forward to next week's episode to see what happens with Jarvis, who apparently is just about to become president. He's not quite the president yet, but he has been voted in to, to move forward in that position, and so that's interesting. I do think they'll be able to use a coffee sample from Sterling's arm to figure out what poison was used, and to come up with a treatment and save the president's life. I do not think he will die which will definitely throw a monkey wrench into Jarvis's plans, apart from the fact that that will also prove Jarvis is guilty. 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 And so, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what Michael and Layla do as he's kind of turned on his people a little. Like, he's still loyal to them, I guess. And I, guess I guess the main thing for me that was kind of off today, like, they've said they were going to stop doing the flashbacks, and they kind of still do that occasionally where they re-show a portion of a previous episode. And then, like, but it doesn't bother me too bad, but the fact that uh, Sean and Vicky got from France to, to Russia, and not even that, but Western Russia, uh, Western Siberia pretty quickly, that's just kind of interesting. I'm not sure how that was, was pulled off. I guess they do have some high-speed trains through Europe, maybe. I, I don't know, but that just seems like they got there very, very quickly. Yeah, let's move over into our little thing we like to call the event line. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as the event line. All right, let's get into a little bit of what we like to call the event line. We have some things on the Twitter to get into and then uh, whatever else we may get in this evening. All right, first up we have some tweets from the event fanatic. On the 19th last Monday, as I was, um, I think these happened pretty much around around the same time as I was posting the, the show online and, you know, to Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Anyway, um, the Event Fanatic said, at Event Podcast, when you're recording, and he said he wanted to record something, but he hadn't been alone um, to record anything. He tweeted us a couple times there, and then also Iricard said, at Event Podcast, at Event Fan Central, at Expedition Novel. So are the Sentinels a sect of the Levites or the Missing Tribe? And then also, Iowa underscore car said, at Event Podcast, look at the pictures from the cave slash dig in Dempsey's office. Animals coming two by two? Or am I seeing things? So definitely some uh, biblical references there. I was doing a lot of those the last little while with the angel talk and the, a lot of their names and such. And so maybe a, a Noah's Ark reference here, which we also talked about on the show a while back about the um, the end of that civilization. Also from the Event Fanatic on the 19th, he says, At Event Podcast, the event, I figured it out. The non-terrestrials call themselves Dominicans. Smiley face. <laughs> which is pretty funny. And then Wild Celtic One retweeted that. And also Edith Tum retweeted that. Um, so very cool. On the 19th, also a uh, message from, I actually got several here. I'll go ahead and say all these are, next ones are from Event Fan Central. We pointed several people our way. He showed the way to the podcast on Twitter to Jackie D. Jamboree, Wild Celtic One, Optic Heart. And I thanked him for, you know, letting people know about the show. 
thing. He said, no problem. I really like discussion here on Twitter about the event. Anything helps. And then there was one more after that where he um, pointed Nuno underscore Cardoso our way. All right, and tonight we also got a few things. During the show, the event fact sent us two tweets about a minute apart said at event podcast, what is event podcast, and it was a link to our website and a hashtag to the event. And then also right after the episode ended, I will underscore card said at event podcast, my thoughts in the timeline, enjoy. And so I went back and kind of looked through his, uh, his tweets and saw a few things because he mentions some of the things that I was talking about earlier, like the, um, the fact they went to Siberia to, uh, like in a flash, he says time machine travel again from France to Western Siberia in a flash quick. Where's the Mr. Fusion DeLorean? I thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, he had a few other comments there, and you can check him out and see his, his thoughts on tonight's episode if you want to go to twitter.com slash Iowa underscore card. That's about all for the time being on the event line, and we will get over into my slightly spoiler part of the show where we talk about next week's episode title and description. If you don't have the AC feed, you might want to skip ahead around 40 seconds when I give you the word, which would be now. Next week's episode is called Us or Them. This is airing on May the 2nd, and it says, In a race for their lives, the White House grapples with unfolding tragedy as Sterling continues the investigation of his primary suspect. Sophia manipulates the traitor inside the White House, confirming the suspicions of Chief of Staff Peel. Leela and Michael attempt to rescue Simon, but at tremendous personal risk. Elsewhere, Sean and Vicky try to identify Sophia's secret courier before it's too late. And that is next week's episode of The Event. So we're going to get into my erratic event theory of the week. Alright, we're on to my erratic event theory of the week. I've already made a theory about Really helping Shaman escape, and so I think that's probably going to happen. Definitely looks like the flu thing is probably going to happen at this point, unless Sean is able to stop it because he's, you know, Superman or something. There's only four episodes left, and I would hope to see that the event happens this year, considering we are not sure if there's going to be a second year at this point for sure. I mean, it looks like there might not be, but we don't know. And so I've heard that the end of this ep- the season is supposed to be kind of climactic, and it's not necessarily a cliffhanger, just a, a kind of a really good thing. And so, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of thinking whatever the event was supposed to be this season, if there was supposed to be the event this season, then it's not going to be this season. Like, uh, I think they're going to prevent whatever the, 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 the threat is right now from happening. I think the Sterling is going to stop Jarvis. I think Sean is going to intercept the Spanish flu from being, you know, taken over to the, to the America and he's going to be the big hero. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think, I think they're going to prevent the event from happening right now. Not that it would prevent it from happening ever. I think they would just stop it right now. Um, and that's going to be my erratic event theory of the week because you know, in a season two, in a season three, season four, season five, whatever, the event could ha- take place. But I just don't think, I don't think it's going to happen right now. I, th- I think they're going to prevent whatever might have happened from happening. We'll have to wait and see. And that's going to wrap us up this Monday. So check us out over at our website, whatiseventpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, at eventpodcast. You can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash eventpodcast. You can call us in, 773-41-EVENT. You can also text to that number if you have a text message you'd like to send in. That would be 
um, easy or quick or whatever for you and send in your theories, thoughts, whatever. And then, um, as always, you can email us at whatiseventpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be all for this week. And we'll see you next Monday for episode number 19 of The Event. Peace out. He's going to tell them about the event.